Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone. I hope you're all doing well. And if not, may Allah grant you all goodness and ease to get through all the tests of life that you're going through and never leave you for even a moment. Ameen. Okay, so today I kind of want to speak about fears and desires because we all have these fears and we're not really taught how to verbalize and kind of make sense of what our fears are or maybe it's just too painful to go there because it requires a level of vulnerability in order to realize what is it that's actually stopping us and maybe to go back to those painful moments of realizing when these fears kind of came into our life that have been stopping us from truly embodying our fullest potential it's not easy um but on the other side of our fears are our desires and the truth of the matter is that we tend to live by our fears and our fears are controlling what what happens in our lives rather than actually steering us towards what we actually desire so we end up not really being able to live a life that we want to be living because we end up stuck in the same cycles so when we look at our fears they can be all sorts of things but we have these beliefs inside of us that are there to protect us from feeling certain emotions like shame and guilt for example um if you've got a belief that you're not good enough then the fears that lie on the underside of that belief of i'm not good enough are the fears of being inadequate the fears of failure the fears of embarrassing yourself or looking like a fool the fear of people um talking about you behind your back saying mean things fear of being bullied harassed the fear of success as well at times because our fears our beliefs these negative beliefs that run inside of us at some point in life the reason why we have them is because they were there to protect us so for example if you had experienced in the past a moment where you were vulnerable you tried something that you really enjoyed but then someone might have said that you know you're not as good as you think you are or someone has said something to you that's affected your level of self-confidence that's kind of stopped you from um from from really putting yourself out there doing what you're passionate about and then maybe you've internalized this belief inside of you that I'm not good enough so that it protects you from ever kind of putting yourself out there again because now if opportunities come your way you'll say no and shut it down straight away because it prevents you from experiencing that feeling of shame and embarrassment and feelings of just failure and inadequacy of of just not um like you're going to make a fool out of yourself you're going to embarrass yourself if you actually go through with this so that negative belief was protecting you from your fears 
But usually what happens is that our fears become realized anyways. Because it, at some point in our life, that negative belief does no longer serve us. Because we're not actually able to embody a passionate life that we want to be living. <clears throat> so what is it that the negative belief protected you from? What were the fears inside of you that are no longer serving you? And what are the desires on the other side of those fears? So if I carry on with my example, the negative belief is that I'm not good enough. And then I've realized that it has been protecting me from feelings of guilt and shame and embarrassment. Um, and so it's protecting me from my fears of being inadequate, from fears of failure, my fears of success even. Because I wouldn't know how to deal with it maybe if I actually did anything good. Um, and then we have to look a bit deeper. So now we've realized that it's protecting us from something. And then we can accept that. We can feel grateful that it's, it's served us in the past. But now we're at a point in our lives where we would rather have our desires show us the way than have our fears show us the way. So to accept these and allow ourselves to integrate that part of ourselves back into ourselves. And then what's the desires on the other side, right? So if I have these fears of failure and of inadequacy, then my desire is that I want to succeed. I want to, um, I want to do well in life. My desires are that I want to feel loved and connected. I want to feel worthy. I want to feel like I'm capable of doing anything. I want to know that I can um, embrace my passions in life. I want to live a full life I don't just you know the desires that we have are I want I want I want so what are the things that you want that your fears were holding you back from and a lot of it will be to do with connection and success and really living life where you're not judged and you are embracing every part of yourself where you feel like you're enjoying life and you feel loved and appreciated, you feel wanted and needed, you are succeeding in every aspect of your life. You want to be healthy, you want to be experimental, you want to feel passionate. There's so many more desires that are on the underside of those fears. And you get to a point in your life where you no longer want to be run by your fears and your negative beliefs. You want to accept that they're there. They protected you, alhamdulillah. But now you want more. You want more from life. You want to really, truly live. Instead of being held back. Instead of allowing other people's opinions to sway you. Because you've kind of lost your own confidence. So you want to find that confidence inside of you. To do whatever you want with your life. Because your life is yours. It doesn't belong to everyone else. And yeah, people can give their opinions and all of that. But at the end of the day, you decide where you want to go with your life. You make that decision for yourself. So I'm sure that you would want to live by your desires too. <laughs> I mean, I know that I do. Alhamdulillah. So looking at what our desires actually are, it's allowing us to 
come out of that survival mode and to embrace a new side of ourselves and open ourselves up to more possibilities because the thing is our brain is like um it's like you know okay if i asked you to do this um do this with me <laughs> inshallah so if i asked you to look around your room look around wherever you are right now and pick out everything that's red take a few moments look around you make that mental note inside of your head of anything that's red take a look around take a look around take a look around now i want you to close your eyes and imagine it inside your head where all the red things are now can you tell me where the blue things are most likely you won't be able to because this exercise is showing you what your brain does when you are asked to focus on something specific you ignore everything else when you open your eyes and look around there's probably a lot more blue than you thought there was because you initially were only focused on the red so you never really got a chance to see where where is everything blue but now that you have a look, because you've made more aware of it and you know what you're looking for, you're going to find a lot more blue, <laughs> right? So our brain does the exact same things because subconsciously we're operating from whatever it is that's in our automatic system. And usually that is going to be our negative beliefs and our fears because our survival mode kicks in to protect us. And that's a good thing for a period of time until we need more we want more and that's when the change needs to happen so it's like you're seeing red right because you're operating by your fears no i'm not good enough i can't do that i can't i can't i can't i can't that's what we're operating from when we're still in our survival mode and we're still allowing um that cd is still running like in the background so whether or not you're aware of it or not that is what's happening your brain is actively filtering out for the red. So it's ignoring any other possibility. It's looking for the evidence that confirms your beliefs. And your beliefs are there to protect you. So what happens is now if you want to be operating from your, from your place of desires rather than your fears, we need to be saying it to ourselves. Because we're trying to reprogram our brains, right? And this takes... Uh, it's not a short process <laughs> it does take a long time but once you're aware of it and if you have the right kind of support through it it's a long process but having the right support system having the right guidance and direction and knowing what you're doing it's really really like a way to fast track your way into this and I know because I've got my own coaches, <laughs> so they always help me so much more than I can just help just by myself. Alhamdulillah, like I'm a coach as well, so I help my clients go through it as well. Alhamdulillah, it's it's really like you know, it opens up your eyes to so much more possibility in life, to seeing things in a different kind of way. So now, if you're open to living by your desires, now your brain can actually scan for those and in fact change your beliefs to match up with your desires because now you're you're like changing operating systems it's like you've taken out the cd that's been playing in your head for so long 
and you're replacing it with something that's going to empower you and allow you to embrace your passions in life, your your enjoyment, your happiness, it's going to facilitate it for you because now you're actively, consciously trying to make that your focus point and your brain, when you're trying this hard <laughs> to make it happen, because you feel that sense of gratitude inside yourself of accepting that you were protected in the past, your survival mode kicked in for a reason, there's nothing wrong with you, you're okay, you're, you're safe, and now it's time for your survival mode brain to take a seat back, <laughs> to take a back seat, sorry I'm a bit all over the place, <laughs> um, to take a back seat, and now allow yourself to have this new CD playing of consciously wanting to uh, have more gratitude and happiness and goodness come into your life and opportunities to succeed, opportunities, opportunities to prove that you are good enough, opportunities to prove that you are worthy and your brain is going to actively look for those because you have changed what's inside of you. And like with all habits, it becomes stronger the more you do it. It's like, an, it's like um, a muscle you've got to train, right? If you really want to get strong at something, you've got to put in the effort. So this is where the support comes in handy to fast track your results and to actively know, notice, notice, notice when you're going back into your survival mode so you can pull yourself back. And when I say that, I don't mean it in a kind of like abrupt negative kind of way. I mean reparenting yourself giving yourself that love and acceptance of understanding your survival mode brain only wants to protect you that's all it's trying to do but the fears that are kicking in and the negative beliefs that have been running the show for too long they they don't realize that you're safe now that's why they're still playing because that's just what you're used to. So it takes a level of self-awareness to go inside yourself to realize, no, it's okay. I am safe. I don't need these to be, like, these just, these beliefs, these fears, they don't serve me anymore. And I want to see what I'm capable of. I want to see what my life could be if I truly let my desires run the show. Because there's basically only two reasons why people change, right? So one of them is extreme pain. Like you get to the point of extreme pain where you can't tolerate it anymore. And the only option you have now is to literally change. Or you, you can do it through a place of gratitude and openness. Like a place of inspiration rather than it being pain. So there's those two levels of why people change. And the choice is kind of like, it's up to your life circumstances more than anything. Because usually it would be pain that changes you. But once pain changes you, then you can, um, you can realize that, oh, I'm actually capable of change. And then you can come from a place of inspiration to actually make yourself better. That's kind of what happened for me. Like it started out with pain. I got to a point where my depression was so severe. I was so suicidal. It was really bad. I just couldn't function anymore. But I didn't want to kill myself. Because obviously like the punishment for a Muslim of 
suicide is literally you're going to be killing yourself over and over and over in Jahannam. Like the exact same way that you killed yourself in this life, you would be killing yourself over and over for eternity. So I don't want that. Um, I don't want Allah to be displeased with me. I want to be pleasing Allah. And I know I'm only human. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to sin. But this isn't the life I want. Like for me, I was in such a dark place that I, I, I had nowhere else that I could go. I turned to Allah. I broke down. And in in breaking down to Allah, it kind of like, it brought me back to him. So sometimes those darknesses and storms we go through, they're there to clear our path and bring us back to Allah, which was always what Allah wants anyway. Allah wants us to go back to him all the time, no matter what we do. So for me, it started out with pain and then it's come down to the point where now I change out of inspiration because like, I want to. I really, really want to change. And so now, um, like, I am a human being. <laughs> I'm still in this process, mashallah. So I still have my moments. Like, I'm still kind of, um, I'm terrified of just getting back into normal life. But I'm in a place of inspiration now where I feel like I really, really want to. So although sometimes my fears come back, it takes me time. I'll sit with myself. I'll be like, you know, um, like a parent would do. I mean, I don't know if like if, if you're not really in a family that doesn't do this. Because for me, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I didn't really get the support and stuff I needed. So for me, it's like seeing how other people are with their kids. And seeing how much love they have and how much communication. And that's kind of where I see it from, right? Um, and Alhamdulillah, like slowly, slowly, things have got better with me and my family. But I'm just saying. If that's not your situation, your circumstance, then don't be afraid to look at other people's lives and see how they do things from a place of love and compassion and embrace that into your own life, to give that to yourself rather than waiting for other people who will never give it to you. Because we can't expect anyone else to change. We can only do that for ourselves. Um. Yeah, so to realize that there is an inner child inside of you that just wants to be protected. It just wants to be looked after. It just wants to be loved and appreciated and told that they're okay. They're safe. They're good enough. They are worthy. They are loved. That's what we all want. Deep down, that's what we all want. But we deprive it from ourselves because we think that the outside world should give us that love. We feel so entitled. <laughs> but why? When it's calling out for you your love when you give yourself that chance that is when the world changes for you because you realize all along all you needed was your own approval your own validation your own love and when you do that for yourself everything changes because you're so much more able to realize certain people will never be able to give you love certain people will never be able to treat you the way you deserve <laughs> and then you know you become so much more compassionate and understanding to the point where everyone has their own capabilities and not everyone is ready to change and that's okay because if you can give yourself everything that you need 
You don't need to wait for anyone else. But when people do give it to you, when people are able to embrace you and your worth and communicate with you and give you appreciation and love and make you feel wanted, when people do that for you, you're so much more grateful for it. And you're so much more appreciative of having that in your life because all of it is a gift from Allah. All of it. All the times you get triggered are your way of seeing what is it that is playing inside my mind right now. What is my survival brain trying to do right now? Because if I'm triggered, then there's it's it's a warning sign. It's like the bells are going off to show me that right now my survival mode is kicking in. But why? Where do I feel unsafe? What belief am I operating by right now? What fears am I being protected from? What feelings am I being protected from? What is happening inside of me right now that I can go back inside of myself and I can talk to my inner child and I can shout to myself and help myself feel safe again so that I can regulate myself and then go back into the um, point of inspiration and looking at my desires and understanding where are my needs not being met and how can I meet them for myself? Or from outside, if necessary. Like, what can I give myself right now? What does my inner child want? What do I need right now? How can I better myself? Right? So, all of it is a massive process. But on the other side of our fears are our desires. And once we operate from a place of desire... Honestly, life just opens up in different kinds of ways. Alhamdulillah. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I'm at that point right now where I really want to get back into coaching. <laughs> um, inshallah. Because it's been um, like four and a bit months since my mum passed away. Since I've been grieving. Since I've been rediscovering myself and um, figuring out how I should best go about life. <laughs> And obviously using like everything that I talk about, everything that I learn, I use it myself first. Like I, I talk about the things that are working for me because I know that they've worked. And they are the things I've helped my clients with too because alhamdulillah I've got the results for them too. You know, and it's a beautiful thing to open up and shed those parts of yourself and to come out a brand new person on the other side. So I am much more excited about getting into coaching again and taking on clients, inshallah. So if you're listening to this and you are interested, inshallah, I will, um, I haven't put any hours on my, um, on my calendar yet, but inshallah i might do so what i'm gonna say is if you're interested in coaching learning more in having a um kind of consultation free session inshallah i call them my heart connect calls <laughs> if you're interested i want you to connect to my instagram and send me a dm um and that's at healing hearts coach on instagram um and then, inshallah, when I feel like um, I'm, I can put those hours and stuff into my actual calendar, I can send you my link privately, inshallah. Um, and at some point, I'm sure I'm going to um, get back onto it. So I can have a booking link on my actual Instagram again, inshallah. Um, and even in the episodes here on my podcast. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a process. 
alhamdulillah but if you are interested get in touch inshallah because at the end of the day what you got to lose it's an offer that i'm making it's free calls you never know what can come out of it because inshallah i always hope to give some sort of benefit even if you don't end up working with me like i would never want anyone to go away feeling worse than they did before they came like i always want to leave you with something that's going to benefit you inshallah um because this process isn't easy like healing is literally the most difficult thing you got to do because you're confronting so many parts of yourself that you tend to hide from it's really not easy at all which is why having a coach having a mentor having the support even if it's counseling and therapy having that is so much more beneficial for you because you're able to actually see yourself from a different perspective and to try new things that you never would have done by yourself you know but I hope this episode has been helpful because this is something that I've kind of um, been working on myself recently. Um, and it's really, really powerful. <laughs> if you can really sit with yourself and figure out what are the beliefs that you're running from, that you're, that you're operating from in your survival mode, and what are the fears underneath it, how has it served you until now, and then what are the desires on the other side of your fears and how can you implement those in your life so you can have more of the passion, happiness, joy that you deserve to be living from? Because I know that no one wants to be living from a place of depression and anxiety and loneliness and feeling disconnected. No one wants that. Deep inside, everyone has an innate yearning for connection for being social, for integrating into a community, to feel like you belong, you know? So we all have that need and desire, and I think that it's worth questioning what your feelings are. Like, whatever you feel, um, question it. Why do I feel like this? Because you get to know yourself so much more the more you ask why. It's really interesting. <laughs> and so anyways, I hope this has been helpful. Inshallah. And I will see you guys in my next episode. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.